What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL right now. And this was all started by Warren Sharp. We got to, hey, we got to give him some credit. Warren Sharp knows his stuff. He gets killed every now and then by the X's and O's community, by the football guys community, because sometimes he kind of like tweets stuff that doesn't make sense from a football standpoint. But when it comes to data, when it comes to finding those hidden edges and interesting numbers, uh, he does a great job. And he put together a very insightful and very revealing thread on Twitter about rest advantages by the NFL. And here's the thing. Here's his main argument. The NFL might not control year to year who your team is supposed to face because that is dictated automatically by the way that the last year results took place. But it does control the schedule. And that means it controls when you get the bye week. It controls when you get each opponent. And it also controls the rest advantages and disadvantages that you might have in any given season. That's been around forever, right? In more ways than one. Uh, rest advantage, you might think immediately, oh, most talking about the bye week, right? Sometimes you'll get two opponents fresh off of their bye weeks. Or sometimes you're going to get a negated bye week, which means that your rival is also fresh off a bye week. So you don't get that extra advantage. You're helped by the fact that you can heal your injuries, etc., but you don't get that extra help of having more rest than your opponent. But it can also mount up throughout several years, uh, throughout several years, excuse me, throughout several weeks, if it's one day of extra rest, two days of extra rest, three, like we're talking about Monday night football, Thursday night football becoming a factor in how much rest each team gets. Anyways, just saying that as an intro to Warren Sharp's full analysis on this, which I recommend reading on Twitter, but here are some of his tweets about it. He put together a tweet in which he outlined how 2023 is set up to be very different than other years in the NFL when it comes to this particular topic. For example, last year in 2022, and this is from his Twitter thread, one team and one team only played five or more games with more rest than their opponent, which would be considered a very significant advantage. This year, that number goes up to five. So instead of having only one team be greatly benefited from the NFL schedule, you've got five teams in that particular situation. But it gets a little bit worse if you look at it at more detail. In 2023, Eight teams are going to be playing five or more games with rest disadvantages. Seven teams are going to play just zero or one games with rest disadvantages. And now, 
we're getting five teams with five plus games with rest advantages, as we said before. And five teams only play zero to five games with rest advantages. There is no balance at all. So while you're having five out of 32 teams playing no games or just one game with a slight advantage, you're getting five with a very significant advantage. That is not the way that it's supposed to be. Now, this might feel like nitpicking, and this might feel like, oh, man, it's only a few days of rest. What are people making a big deal out of it? But, man, it's a, game, it's a football league in which teams make or miss the playoffs by one game. They win and lose divisions by just one game, too. And this is where the Cowboys come in. This is where the Cowboys come in as well. Because if you look at the details, and we'll do that in a few moments here on the show, the Cowboys are not one of the teams that have a very significant advantage, but the Cowboys' foes are at a significant disadvantage. And we'll get to that in a few moments here on the show. Uh, before we do any of that, though, let me say hi really quickly. Uh, as always, I started with my rant. And now I'm getting to say hi to everyone of you. Welcome into the show, by the way. Do me a favor and hit the like button if you enjoy the show. Uh, that really helps me out a lot to put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So let me say hi. What's up to everyone in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat? Uh, I'll open it up to the chat, by the way. Do me a favor and answer me this. Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal that the NFL schedule has this disparity of rest throughout its entire season. Let me know in the chat. Uh, shout out to everyone. Thank you for the clarification on the, on the volume. Some people are saying that they can't hear me. Some people are saying that they can hear me. So that's kind of weird right now. That's, that's kind of weird right now. Uh, Holly says volume is good. But Toxic Tom and, and Mark Aaron say said that they can't hear. So yeah, sounds like sounds like most people can't hear me though. That's kind of weird. YouTube is trying to sabotage the, the show. Hey man, people are fooling me because of the shirt. <laughs> Mustard Mo says Toxic Tom. Somebody said that hopefully Mo charged his computer after doing ADC Pittsburgh. You know what the worst part of this is? I did write an article for ADC Sports Pittsburgh a few days ago. There was a Mexican kicker trying out in rookie minicamp. You guys know me. I had to write about that. And that Mexican kicker happens to also be a professional kicker in the league that I cover in Mexico. So, <laughs> Bo, wipe your forehead with your terrible towel just to flex. <laughs> Man, I, I, you know what's worse? I looked at my shirt before going live and I said, <clears throat> are people, are people going to gonna say anything about this shirt? And then I went, Eagles, Commanders, Giants. No, I mean, Commanders might have a little bit of yellow in their shirt, in, in their logo, but not really. I didn't think about the Steelers, man. I didn't think about the Steelers. Oh, this is even worse. I'm not an, America's, I'm not an America fan. As LH is suggesting in the chat. So it's not even that. <laughs> All right. Let me let me uh, move on a little bit here on the show. Some of your comments. No big deal, says Gregory. 
no big deal. Uh, I think it's a big deal, says Katharina. Tommy915 says no deal. I'm going to go with big deal. I'm going to know with, wait, there's a lot of history being made by this schedule. And I do think when it's as close as it is in some of these divisions in the NFL, I kind of think that, you know what, it does matter. So I'm going to go with big deal for that one. But let's get into how the Cowboys are impacted by this whole situation that the NFL is, I mean, I want to say creating, because I do think that they're creating it for sure. As you can see, the Cowboys are highlighted in green. They have a one-plus net rest advantage. And that means just that they rest one day more than their opponents do. So that's fair, right? One uh, plus one, that's where you want to be. You're not among the teams that are getting big-time advantage. Like, by the way, the Jets, the Chicago Bears, and the Washington Commanders are at plus 12. Those three plus the Tennessee Titans at plus 11 are in a best-ever situation. Like, those franchises that never had this much rest in their history. That also matters, man. That also has to matter. Uh, but the Cowboys, though, the Cowboys are right in the middle. That being said, though, it's their rivals who are at a disadvantage other than the commanders. Now, we might argue whether or not the commanders should be considered a threat. It's difficult to know with the whole Sam Howell situation. To me, by the way, it is pretty wild that the commanders are betting on Sam Howell the way that they are. Like, they, they literally saw one game. Of course, this was the game against us, against the Cowboys, but I don't know. I, I don't think that we know enough about Sam Howell for the Cowboys to have passed on, on, on other quarterback options, if you will. Eric Vianami or not. I just don't like what the commanders have done this offseason in general. Now, I mean, one thing that I have liked is the ownership change. That is something major, of course. But you know what I mean, football-wise. Football-wise. Uh, I want to get into the Philadelphia Eagles benefits and, uh, excuse me, not non-benefits, benefits for the Cowboys indirectly, if that makes sense. But there are a team that should be considered one of the biggest losers out of this entire situation. And Warren Sharp actually does outline them as one of the four, five teams, excuse me, that are hurt the most by the timing of games based on all of those variables that he lists out on his Twitter thread, on his article for Fox Sports. He says that the most hurt teams, and these will matter, check it out, chips. Maybe we don't care too much about them. 49ers, we do care about them because they're the favorites to win the NFC. Odds on favorite behind the Eagles. Second odds on favorite, excuse me. I think that's right. Vikings and Giants. Obviously, the Giants also matter being that they are division rivals. Some of the ways that those disadvantages show up for the Eagles are that they get four games. They're minus four in net games in terms of rest advantage and disadvantage. That means minus four, they are getting four games, few, uh, four fewer games with this. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of weird to, to kind of like get together with the minus and the pluses. So 
got a little bit confused. I don't want to confuse you guys too. <laughs> so the way that I'll frame it is they get four games more at a disadvantage that they do at an advantage, if that makes sense. They're minus four. It's only them and the Chiefs at that number in the entire NFL this season. And last year, there was not a single team with such a disadvantage. This is something new that's happening in the NFL, and it might be happening as a result of the whole primetime rule situation in which the NFL now is allowed to schedule six games of primetime television for any given team before the maximum was five, and before each team had to have a primetime game. So maybe that balanced things out automatically, basically. I'm guessing that they just charged up a an Excel document and they hit optimize and then it gave them the ideal schedule. Honestly, I think 90% of the work might have been done that way. Not anymore, though. Now the NFL is saying, oh, I can get the best teams in prime time every single time and I can make the sucky teams miss out on prime time. By the way, four teams will not have prime time games this year. And maybe that messed up the entire thing. So I'm not even saying that the NFL did this intentionally to put other teams at an advantage or disadvantage. I'm saying that the NFL just sacrificed a little bit of rest parity in the name of TV ratings. And that's unsurprising at best. But, you know, I don't. I, I think that's what it is, honestly. Uh, there are also, you know... The Eagles negated the bye week. So their bye week, their rival also has a bye week. So that basically negates it. And now that is not anything new, by the way, in the NFL. But 11 teams are in such a situation for 2023. Now, the Giants are in a different boat. But the Giants are also at a minus two advantage, which is significant. And they also have a situation in which their three short weeks, they go on the road. The Cowboys and the Eagles have zero weeks in that situation. So each time that the Giants are in a short week, and that will happen three times, they have to go on the road. That has to matter, man. That has to matter. When you look at the NFC East odds and you realize that the Cowboys and the Eagles are supposed to battle it out for one more year. And the division title is in line, is on the line, excuse me. That has to matter, man, in favor of the Cowboys this time around. Because I think that the Cowboys, it's not that they get a lot of advantages. It's that their rivals get a lot of disadvantages. I think that's where the advantage lies for Dallas. So one more question from me to you in the chat does all of this, yes or no, change your perception about how difficult or how easy the Cowboys 2023 NFL season is about to be? Yes or no, does it change your perception on this whole thing? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, and before I give you my final answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net because as always, they are the ones who make this show possible. You can check out their dealership in Irving, Texas, or you can browse through their website 
and check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at freemanmazda.net. In there, you can browse through their wide range of vehicles, as I said, and also you can check out the ride of the week. Every single night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, we talk about the Freeman Mazda ride of the week. In this case, it is the new 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $29,910. It's got an all-wheel drive. It's got a blind spot monitor, rain-sensing wipers, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, and a fuel economy of 24 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are on the highway. So make sure that you check out the ride of the week over at freemanmazda.net. So the question of the show, yes or no, do you think that the Cowboys schedule is easier or harder? Yes or no, does it change your perception? Catherine says no. Double R goes with a no. Regina goes with no. Let's see here. Uh, no, because I'm not playing, says Holly. Tommy915 says no. Gregory says yes, a little. Mark Aaron says Mo is in a hurry. Pittsburgh is calling. You know what? I'm not, I'm not in a hurry. Pittsburgh is not calling. But I'm going to say this, though. <laughs> there are going to be some shorter shows this offseason. It's the way it goes. I got to save up some content ideas, man. It becomes a management equation here. Uh, all kidding aside, though, I, I won't wear a, a yellow shirt ever again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to burn it right after the show is over. Bruce says double digits wins, still loading, says Bruce. I'm going to go with Jess, but on a positive note. Like, I feel better about the Cowboys' prospects of winning the division because this is just a slight edge playing in the Cowboys' favor. How much is it going to matter? I really don't know. Maybe it matters just very little. Maybe it makes a one-game difference, even though it's four games that the, that the Eagles are at a disadvantage from a net point of view. Like they have a minus four net game disadvantage. If that translates into one more loss for the Eagles... That's a big difference in a division that should be as close as we expect the NFC East to be. Now, I don't think that, you know, past history reflects necessarily future results. But I am very intrigued by the NFC East curse that you guys know it by now. But the last time that there was a back-to-back -back champion was in 2004. So logic says... Logic says uh, Cowboys are winning in 2023. Obviously, that's terrible analysis, though. Uh, but I am intrigued by it. Is it going to remain alive or not going into 2023? Because, listen, I get it. The Eagles were fantastic last season. Let's give them credit where credit is due. They had a very good roster. I think that before the season even started, we all kind of agreed that, hey, the Eagles have the better roster right now, but the advantage for the Cowboys is in the fact that they have Dak Prescott, who is a better quarterback in the division. That was kind of our logic going into September of 2022. But even though the Eagles made the Super Bowl and even though the Eagles 
competed in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And let's face it, it was a pretty good performance for Jalen Hurts in, in February. It was a close race for the division. Uh, the Cowboys missed out on Dak Prescott for five weeks. And they were still a step away from winning that NFC East title. So it was close. We cannot act like it wasn't close because it was. So I, my point here is I see too many people just crossing the Cowboys out as division champions in 2023. Like you at least have to admit that Dallas is a legit contender to win the NFC East crown. And then by extension, that makes them one of the favorites in the NFC as well. Because there are there are uh, few teams, honestly, compared to the AFC to be concerned about. And the Cowboys are top three in betting odds to win the entire thing. Now, it's harder to do it as a wild card. Obviously, if you get that bye week or you get that home field advantage through the playoffs, it's insanely helpful. So winning the division is going to be huge for what happens in the playoffs as well. Now, a lot of things did change, and I want to do a show about that next week in which maybe we can rank what the biggest changes are because I saw an article saying that the biggest X factor was Brandon Cooks arriving at Dallas but I think there might be other X factors that we should consider. So hopefully we get to do that next week. And I also want to do a NFC playoff prediction thing that we can maybe put together because there's this crazy, crazy streak going on in the NFL that, you know, since like, I think it's like since 1990, I think when the playoff format was adapted, there's always been, I think the number is four new teams. Four new teams in the playoffs every single year with the wildcard system. Over the last two years, which is when the playoff teams went from 12 to 14. Since then, in back-to-back -back years, we have had seven new opponents in the playoffs. Like teams that were not there the previous year make it the next year. So I wonder if that is going to be like the new baseline. Is it going to be... Seven teams every year, seven new teams. Is it going to be six new teams? What is the number going to be when we get a broader sample size of the new playoff system? I want to explore how that looks like uh, next, next week. So we, we will do that. We will do that. Uh, just kind of like telling you some of the ideas that I have in store for you. If you ever have any suggestions, they're more than welcome, especially in May, June, July. Uh, we're going to get through it, uh, but also... 22nd, uh, May 22nd marks the kickoff of OTAs. So I'm sure we'll have stuff to talk about next week. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. And for the entire week. Because I will see you again. I will see you again on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Do me a favor. Hit the like button for me. Also, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at PrimitMazda.net. And I will see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you so much. Toxic Tom says, mow off to Thirsty Thursday. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm not going to quench my thirst. I might play some video games. I think I'm in a good spot to play some video games. have not done that in a while. <laughs> I'm going to play Door Kickers 2. 
Paul, this is a great show. Hey, thank you. Thank you to everyone. Stephen White, Ines, Bruce, Tommy915. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show. <laughs> we'll see if I can get a way to implement the flashcards again. Bye-bye.